Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live.
Hello? 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 Hey, this is John Michael with Kellis. Hey, John Michael, it's Kevin Davis, new release today. Hey. How are you today? Yeah, I, awesome. I couldn't. Uh, I could hear you say hello, but I, you couldn't hear me a minute ago. Yeah. Oh, thanks for calling back. I actually, I actually yeah. have the, um, I have the conference call thing up on my computer, and I'm, I see Oregon is calling in, and I'm like, okay, he's there, he's there. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah um, well hey great to speak with you again as always we were actually um, just starting to compile uh, some of our past uh, editorial coverage um, in conjunction with the new release tomorrow and so stay okay. tuned in addition to uh, us talking again for another behind the song um, discussion we're going to actually dust off um, I think my six or seven previous cut list devos uh, okay. we're actually going to kind of run those back out and kind of, you know, remind people of that. Um, I know there's some some old school stuff we're working on uh, relative to, you know, kind of memories from your guys' beginnings and kind of how they remind us of this record. And I know one of the things we're working on is our favorite kind of rockers uh, from each of your records. And I know that ties in nicely with, with this new album, Surrender. Um, mm-hmm. However, as you can imagine, as always, um, the song Bring It On, I think I'm sure has additional meaning for you guys now in light of um, recent tragedy in your own home state. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, would uh, like to hear from, you know, your perspective, both originally the writing process uh, and message of the song, and then, you know, even now, um, potentially the um, takeaway message for people as they hear the song in light of many, sadly, tragedies we've been seeing in our country this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Maybe we should jump yeah. into. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. So if you want to start by just sharing a little bit of the songwriting story and kind of what you guys were thinking and putting this particular track together. Yeah. Well, I think you know, kind of the kind of idea behind this whole song. I just I feel like every time that I turn on the TV or you know check the news or whatever, it's like just constantly full of horrible things. <laughs> you yeah. know, and you're just like. Man, day after day after day, like how many more terrible things can we uh, can we read about and see about? And um, and in traveling too, as we do as a band, you know, we go a lot of different places. 
So you start to kind of get um, a little bit, I guess, of a gauge or a temperature on our culture and our country. And then as you travel around the world, different, you know, different regions of the world. And um, you're kind of just left with this, like, feeling that, man, the world just keeps getting darker and darker, you know. And in the 15 years that we've been doing this, um, it, it just it seems like it's just gotten a lot worse, <laughs> I guess, yeah. you know. Yes, I agree. And, and uh and so you kind of left going, well, man, what is going on? What is the deal? And it's really easy to get focused on the darkness and to go, well, how how do we get back to where we were? How do you know? Um, and or just to be bummed out about it, or to be maybe an escapist and be like, okay, how can I insulate myself from all this stuff? Um, and uh, and so thinking about that, I, I realized, you know, really, it's not it's not about the darkness. Like we're not we're not meant to focus on darkness. We're meant to focus on God and on hope and on his love. And, and the hope for believers and for Christians is the fact that we know Christ is coming back someday and that he's going to make all the, all the wrongs right. And, and all of the tragedies and all of the things and all the darkness um, will be pushed out when God comes back and brings in his kingdom, you know, and, and um, right now the, the world is, under the rule of, of Satan, really, you know? And so I go, of course, that's why it's so dark. But when Christ comes back and, and um, really kind of sets everything right, then that's something we can look forward to and be excited about. And, um, and so we were just really wanted this song to point people to hope and to point people to looking for Christ's return and not so much focused on the tragedies and focused on the darkness and getting caught up in that. And I feel like, like all these movements that keep happening too, people get, so caught up in whatever's wrong that then we we create like a whole new problem almost. <laughs> you know, yeah, like true. You have you have, you have violence and unrest because of a previous problem. It's like, well, we just made a new problem out of an old problem, and and I think it's because we keep for one reason you know we keep focusing on the wrong stuff. We keep focusing on the darkness, and then we end up creating more darkness almost. And so I think that. Um, you know, the best thing that we can do is to focus on Christ and look forward to that day. And so the song Bring It On is just about that, just saying, God, bring in your kingdom. We cannot wait. Bring it on. That's what we want is we want, we want you to come back and make things right. And that's what we're going to focus on and look forward to. Mm, that's awesome. Um, well, I love the the very end, you know, kind of um, direct cry out for we're waiting, we're waiting for you, Jesus. We're waiting for you. And yeah. I, I feel like, again, uh, the hope we have, the blessed hope we have as believers is, in fact, that. And one of the things I want to point people to is how biblical that actually is. And I wondered if you had any particular passages in mind for this song, or actually starting to find a couple that I would maybe run by you with. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I've gotta, I'd have to pull out my, uh, pull out my Bible software here. And <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm for sure. Offhand, yeah. Um, no, but well, here, let me let me let me give you this one because this one yeah. this one has really spoken to me, and I've used it a couple of times in the past couple of years, in a different in a different way. Like I've used it um, mm-hmm. uh, more in a revelation focused way, but I think it fits this song relative to to the message of it. And um, Revelation twenty two twenty, it's the very very last verse. He who testifies to these things says, "Surely I'm coming quickly." Amen. Even so, come, Lord Jesus! Exclamation point. Yeah. And I, I do feel like that's obviously one of the messages of the song. Um, I'm going to go ahead and drop that in my outline. Yeah, no, that's great. Um, 
but yeah, there's a lot of a lot of times like Isaiah 40. You know, we're we're talking, mm-hmm. are, we're told about waiting on the Lord and why strength will rise when you wait on the Lord. That kind of idea. And I also feel like this is an empowering song too. Like there's a you're, you're reflecting on as you said, there's darkness, but we have the hope of the light of of Jesus. Um, there is yeah. a kingdom coming, as you say, bring it on, bring it on, bring it on. Um, but I really like the next part. You know, we're holding the promise, even now you are with us. And as we're approaching approaching Christmas, you know, this whole idea of God with us, Emmanuel, I think maybe that's another angle uh, we could talk about relative to this song. Yeah, well, that's, that's the other thing is, is, again, I think that, that line is really important because it's not just that God's coming at an undisclosed time in the future and we're on our own till then. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Like, yeah. God is still there and active and, and a part of our lives, but this world is still under the reign and, and destruction of sin and death, you know, and until Christ comes back and resets all of that, we will continue to struggle and continue to have darkness, but it doesn't mean that we're totally just on our own. <laughs> no doubt. So, yeah. And I, I have a few different passages, uh, I can tie in with that. And actually part of this kind of discussion is me, you know, thinking out loud and it helps me go back and do some additional research as I kind of yeah. piece it together. And then I actually find that's actually when the Lord really takes over and start to, and starts to say, you know, to me specifically through the Holy spirit, this is what I want you to say about, about this song. Yeah. And, you know, and I, I'm sure that's your guys hope as a band as well is, is that people hear it and then they, and then they connect it to their own, uh, situations and then figure out, you know, how they can bring it on, how they can ask um, this same prayer. They can say the same prayer uh, and and have hope, as you said, in this fallen in this fallen world. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. So I've got a I've got a God with us prophecy, uh, and then I'll talk about the fulfillment of that prophecy. And I think that's actually very very telling relative to this song. Yeah. Um, I think and, even you know, I, the. Uh... Yeah. The Lord's Prayer, too, is another kind of cool, you know, he says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You know, it's another mention of God's kingdom and God's will being done here as well as in heaven, you know. And, no doubt. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and actually, there, that's a, you're right, that's a great uh, reminder of what that's all about, you know, that, that um, the Lord's Prayer, what he taught us to pray. You know, uh, and I'm going to use the Luke one here. Yeah, that's really good. I'm going to throw that in right now. Um, yeah, so um, let's let's um, uh, in, in sort of wrapping up because I know you have another call. I think um, just to talk a little bit about um, the record itself. What would you like people to take away from Surrender as a as a Cutlass record? And you know, what would you like to tell people who you know have maybe only heard worship songs by Cutlass the last couple of years? to expect from this new record. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I guess from a sonic perspective, uh, you know, we started out as a West Coast rock band, you know, in the late, late 90s, early 2000s. And um, and so that's kind of, that's our roots. It's our favorite style of music. And, and I think we've uh, inserted that into our worship music as well. You know, a lot of, like, Strong Tower is definitely a guitar-driven song. You know, and that whole record, a lot of the worship songs we did definitely lots of guitars and definitely a rock basis for it, you know, and I think that's kind of uh, what made it unique for maybe a lot of other worship music out there. But um, 
uh, this record, you know, we've kind of, we've worked with different producers over the years and um, we decided to go back and work with Aaron Sprinkle again, who did our first handful of records. And uh, we had not worked with him in uh, quite a while. I think, gosh, maybe Hearts of the Innocent was the last record we worked with him on. And uh, still a, a great friend, but, you know, we hadn't seen each other in forever. And uh, so we just had an absolute blast making this record, catching up. I mean, it was kind of old times getting the old crew back together. And uh, yeah. so it was it was just a ton of fun. And um, and sonically, what was cool about it is I think there's a lot of qualities from those earlier records that you hear um, in this new record that is, it's it's you know, it's familiar, but it's still new, I think, you know, because I think it, it, a lot of times past this, we worked there and last, and so I think that as we as we made this record, as we put it all together, um, definitely there's some elements and things that um, are familiar because of all the records we did in the past, um, and just kind of how the, that partnership, you know, comes out, but, uh, but also, uh, you know, we've changed a lot as songwriters and musicians, and um, and so I, I, I'm, I'm excited about it. I think it's, I think people that have listened to us for a long time um, will hear some of that familiarity and, and probably be really excited about it. Um, it's definitely a little edgier than our last couple records, uh, a little more rock and roll. Um, we kind of still have something for everybody, which we've always done since our first record. You know, we've always had everything from, you know, blazing rock and roll songs to, um, I think on our first record I had, uh, we had like Grace and Love, like a piano ballad kind of on there. Yep. Um, so uh, you know, all, we've always done that, and that that continues with this record as well. It's a little bit of something for everyone, but <clears throat> so that's kind of sonically, um, I guess, where the direction we headed. And then um, the, the the record title, "Surrender." Um, the reason we called it that is um, there's kind of a theme through a lot of these songs that I think really line up with that, and and a lot of that is resulting from just where like I was at in my personal life through the songwriting process of this record. Um, one of the things that God's been teaching me a lot lately is that I need to trust him and surrender things to him. Um, I, I, I'm kind of the type of person that, like, if I see a problem or an issue, like, I just go blazing in, like, roll up my sleeves and be like, all right, let's figure this out, let's fix it, you know. And um, and the problem is is that sometimes stuff is not fixable <laughs> or it's mm, it's right. not in a, in a place that I can really do anything about it. Um, and so my tendency is to go in there and just do it in my own strength and my own power. And then I'm burned out and exhausted. And I'm like, God, you know, you say your yoke is easy and your burden is light. And this isn't easy and this isn't light. And I'm burned out and I'm exhausted and I'm tired. And how come nothing's working out? And the Lord's like, that's because you're trying to do it all in your own strength. He's like, it's not easy and it's not light because cast your burdens upon me. <laughs> you know, and exactly. and. And, 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 and so I realized that so many of the things, even ministry stuff, good stuff that I was trying to do in my own strength. Um, and the problem is I've been strong enough to be able to pull off a lot over the years. You know, I've been able to kind of force things through sometimes. And, and so then you begin to, when you're successful at it a couple of times, your tendency is to rely on the logical things that you understand and in your own strength. And then you end up just totally exhausted. And and then you start hitting stuff that you're like, well, I don't know what to do here. Like, this is, I can't fix this, you know. And that's what I found God positioning me and putting me in situations that I, were out of my control and bigger than I could handle. And I just had to stop. And, and instead of putting on my work gloves, so to speak, immediately, I had to hit my knees immediately, which was not my normal reaction. I wish it was my normal reaction, <laughs> but right, sure. unfortunately not. 
And uh, so what it's caused me to do is to have to go to God first and hit my knees and say, okay, God, I surrender this to you. I give it to you. Like, I'm willing to work hard. I'm willing to do what it takes to get through this. But um, I've got to do it. You know, I've got to put this in your hands and your strength. And and what's, as I learned that, as I watched that, what's interesting is, is I think we all want the miraculous in our lives. We look at these biblical accounts that are just incredible, and we say, man, I wish God would do miracles in my life. And what I realized is that the only time that miracles generally happen is when there's a need for the miraculous. <laughs> and uh, and none of us want to be in that situation, though. You know, and uh, I've been... I've been kind of in my own reading and studies. I was reading a book uh, by F.B. Meyer called Moses, and it's just an in-depth study on the life of Moses. And, uh, man, you know, looking at the stuff that Moses went through, I I love thinking about kind of the Red Sea and that whole situation. Like, they were up against the wall, like, getting ready to just be obliterated by the Egyptians and and going, man, this is it. This is the end. What are we going to do? And then God parts of the Red Sea, you know, one of the just most spectacular miracles in the Bible. And, uh, and I thought, you know, I've always just read that story like, oh, Moses must have known, you know, like God probably clued him in somehow and he was totally calm the whole time. And as I thought about it and as I kind of, you know, really dug into it a little bit deeper, I was like, you know, Moses was a dude just like the rest of us. Like, yeah, he's, he had a lot of faith and he's a great man of God, but he was still just a man. And uh, I guarantee you, like, he was probably freaking out <laughs> in that yeah, right. moment, Good you point. know, and totally stressed out and going, God, you better stay here because we're in trouble. And if he's anything like me, like, he was trained under Pharaoh's house. So he was probably trained in military strategy and all that kind of stuff. He's probably figuring out a plan B and, you know, okay, if we go over here, maybe some of us can survive. And the <laughs> Lord just says, I got this. Hold out your stick, you know. And uh, and boom, like just massive miracle. I don't think he's. I don't think he knew it was going to happen until it actually happened. And then, because I, I see God working that way in my life and in the world around me, where God comes in at the eleventh hour and says, "I'm going to be glorified in this, and there's no way you can take credit for this because this is this is all me." And um, and so learning to surrender and trusting God in that way is is just a huge step of exercising true faith. Um, and that's actually uh, one of the songs on the record, I Will Go, um, is very much about that whole theme, um, stepping out and uh, just trusting God, even when it doesn't make any sense to us. <laughs> no, that's awesome. And that actually is what waiting on the Lord is, you know, trusting, uh, knowing he's already here with us um, when you put your trust in him because he's, he's in us. Uh, and then, like you said, rather than trying to fix everything on your own, and I, I totally get that tendency, that draw, you know, um, allow him to work, and, and that 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 message of surrender. Um, I think I think the the track order. I actually pay pretty close attention to it in my listen through the record. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it invites the acceptance of that uh, as you go through the record, because you you sort of start by firing me up as a listener, and then yeah. getting me thinking a little bit about you know my walk. And then shifting it over to um, offering, you know, my life to Him, and and I think that's a great um, example of how we mature as believers. You know, it's almost mm-hmm. like it's, it's reflecting the maturation and and um, sanctification process that we have as Christians, mm-hmm. which is you kind of start thinking I'm going to do it, and then you realize no, I actually need to surrender and let Him do it, but I want to be His vessel. You know, and I think that's mm-hmm. a that's a cool takeaway and. 
I'm sure we can have multiple. From the, from the yeah. it is well record, I think we had four of these just so you know. Um, oh, okay. So so I'd love to get that kind of groove going again and uh, you know keep talking. But uh, for for starters, we'll get this one up, and uh, as I mentioned, you'll see some other um, old school and new school uh, Cutlass editorial coming coming your way. So stay tuned. Awesome. Well, thank you. Um, I don't know what tours you're going to be on next year in the Philly, Pennsylvania way, but I'll keep an eye out and hopefully get to come <laughs> hang, out with, hang out with you guys again. Awesome, man. Sounds yeah. good. All right. Well, God bless, and uh, congrats on the great new record. Excited for people to hear it starting tomorrow. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Uh, all right. You're welcome. All right. Talk to you again soon. Thanks, John Michael. Awesome. Take care. Uh, you too. All right. Bye-bye. Uh-huh.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.